Hi, friends. Welcome to the Seek Holy Living podcast with Christus Faboda. I am a wife to my wonderful husband, mom to my five precious children, and a friend to some amazing moms that I can't wait to introduce to you. Mothering is not a journey meant to be traveled alone. Join me every Monday for a new podcast where you will find hope, joy, and purpose. I hope you're joining us with a full heart after a beautiful Christmas weekend. We have been treasuring this season with our newest baby. There's something so beautiful about a baby at Christmas. And now we look forward to a new year with our family of seven, with fresh beginnings and new hope. Back with me today are two of my dear friends, Alicia Dallas and Stephanie Camps, both wonderful women who prioritize peace in their hearts and homes. Well, thank you guys so much for being back. Thank you, Stephanie, for coming back again. Yeah, thanks for having me. And thank you, Alicia. I know you were with us just a couple weeks ago, but so good to have you back again. Thanks for having me. Yeah, you're welcome. This will be such a good conversation. I love resolutions. I don't know if it's like, you know, there's the different Enneagram numbers of like types of people. I don't know if it's my tunis that like loves the idea of like, okay, let's like have some new exciting things. Or maybe like I lean a little three. So maybe it's the goal setting part of me that (laughs) thinks like, okay, I can make some new lists and I can do these things. But I love just the newness of the new year. And I think especially coming off of like 2020 is almost over mm-hmm. when this airs. Like there's something kind of like hopeful about yes. that. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so thinking about going into a new year and my tendency being to say, okay, what are all the things that I can do better or that I can do different? And that sometimes all of those thoughts and all those things like puts this new level of like hope in me, but also kind of a burden. Mm. And I was thinking about how as the mom that we really set the tone for our homes for everybody, mm. that whether I like it or not. Um, there's that, there's that quote, if mama ain't happy, ain't nobody happy. Uh (laughs) And I think it's true. If I am in a place where my heart is just not good and I'm just running a hundred miles a minute or I'm just in a place of a burdened or heavy heart that my whole family feeds off of that. Mm -hmm. But when I am filled with joy and I am filled with peace and I am filled with hope, then my family feeds off of that. Mm -hmm. And in some ways it really seems unfair because I kind of feel like I should be able to be grumpy. (laughs) And like, I mean, I am, and we have our days for sure. Right. But getting to think about intentionally going into Mm. this new year, choosing a place of peace. Mm. Um, when I think, especially coming off of 2020 being a year that I would say was anything but Mm -hmm. a year of peace. Mm -hmm. Um, so how do you think that you as moms see that in your home, that power that you have, to create a place of peace for your family. Yeah. I think for um, just the idea that um, I've heard somebody in that same kind of context of if mom ain't happy, nobody's happy, but I heard them um, talk about how like the mom in the home is like the thermostat. Like she Mm. sets the temperature, Mm -hmm. she sets the mood for the Mm -hmm. home and thinking like, um, like what a privilege to be that like mood setter, like to think like the way that I respond to my children or the way that I greet my husband or the way that I just prepare intentional time at my home really dictates how 
things end up looking. So, and just thinking about like, I think to think of it as a privilege, um, that it's like, I get to, to say like, we are choosing peace in our home. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's a good point. You have to choose it. It doesn't just doesn't just come to you. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. not something that just happens. Right. Yeah, that's really good. And I really like the idea, you're right. I think that we do, we set the tone the way that we, it is with our husbands, the way mm-hmm. it is with our children, mm-hmm. that we, we can kind of set that yeah. thermostat. I've heard it said too, um, being a thermostat, so you're setting the temperature rather than just reading the temperature and responding to it. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, because sometimes that's our tendency. When everyone, <laughs> like all of the people get crazy, right. if I rise to their level of crazy, mm-hmm. then then it's just crazy. But yeah. if I say like, no, 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 we're not going to do that. And I right. bring it back down. Like I have the, I have the yeah. privilege, like you said, mm-hmm. to do that as well. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. what do you think, Alicia? Yeah. I think yeah. for, for our house, um, like what she was saying, like we need to be seeking that, um, realizing that it's not just going to happen, especially with little ones running around. Um, mm. and that I think on that same level of, of thinking of a thermostat, I think too, being able to know our family so deeply and so mm. well that we can sense those moments where maybe that one child or that one, your husband isn't in a place of peace that I can then sort of counteract that. Um, mm. I'm really thankful that in some of our more difficult moments that my husband and I, like if I'm going through a difficult moment, he can see that and sort of rise up to that and be like, Oh, like, okay, she's having a difficult moment. I'm going to sort of, um, take over in that situation mm-hmm. or help her find this place of peace for her. And I think we have that opportunity with our kids too to say like, Oh, they're going through something, whether it's discipline wise or just to change growth, mm-hmm. um, that we can see, Oh, like they need my extra support here to bring mm-hmm. peace to this family because maybe this member is kind of, rallying things up a little more Mm -hmm. than the others. And so recognizing that they maybe need more of our time or um, maybe they just need some more um, space. You know, I know Mm -hmm. in a a bigger family, sometimes it's just a child that needs some space or whatever it is, but being able to just kind of know your family members so deeply that you can see where they're headed or what they're feeling or experiencing and sort of um, seek, help them seek peace. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I think too, having kids, mine, you know, my oldest is about 11 and then going down from there to mm-hmm. newborn uh, <laughs> when this when this is shared with people. Um, that thinking about, I think when all of my kids were younger, I kind of felt like, well, all of the crazy will kind of die down. Mm-hmm. But knowing even where my mom is now with us, that I'm the oldest of four, mm-hmm. and we all still have things going on in our lives. Mm-hmm. And her heart is still very much in tune with ours mm-hmm. and connects with ours and reaches out to ours and cares for it. And now it's just, I mean, now she has all four of us and our spouses and the grandchildren. So it's like, there's even more people to love into and to serve Mm -hmm. in all of the various circumstances. So it's never going to stop. And I kind of think that's one of the things that a lot of times I think like, well, when, when things slow Mm -hmm. down, Mm -hmm. but like, if this was a year of slowdown, like, <laughs> yeah. I don't know what was. Yeah. Right. Right. So yeah. I think that we can't just use that excuse mm-hmm. of saying, well, when things slow down, yeah. then we're going to whatever. But mm-hmm. we do, we have to be intentional about yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. So what things do you, do you see certain things in your homes or in your lives or just in our culture in general that are like some key thieves of peace? Because mm-hmm. I think if for me, if I can identify what are some of the things that are stealing my peace, mm-hmm. then that helps me to be on guard for them. Because I know mm-hmm. one of them for us is like busyness. Mm-hmm. When I allow myself, because I love saying yes to things. Mm-hmm. I am 
we were talking about being introverted <laughs> or extroverted before this conversation started. And I am very much more extroverted and I love saying yes to things mm. and going to places and being with people. But then when I've said yes to things seven days a week, then our house never got picked up mm. and I'm tired mm-hmm. and my kids are tired and it's just been too much that it steals, it steals our peace. Yeah. And this year has really taught me to really guard my mm. yeses yeah. and to save the yeses for the best things. And sometimes to choose to say yes to slowness. Mm. Like you know, I'm not going to do that because we are going to be at home. Yeah. yeah. So for me, yeah. it's busyness. What are some of the yeah. stealers of peace that you see? I think, um, well, I think I relate really well to the busyness thing. So um, I definitely, that can definitely be something practically having my dishes overflowing. That is a stealer of all, (laughs) like of all of the peace for sure. Like, but then I also think like when um, I just allow myself in that busy to not have any of like that still time. I think mm-hmm. that really is something that really just robs it all away. Yeah. So for sure. Yeah. And not knowing kind of like what, um, like I think I've gone through times where I don't know what recharges me. Mm. And so, yes. and not like, and so I'm seeking after a bunch of other things, but none of them recharge me. Mm-hmm. And so then like at the end of doing all of these things, I'm like, oh, now I feel even more exhausted. And I thought that these things would help and realizing that they're not helping. Mm-hmm. So I think really like taking time to figure out for myself, what does recharge look like mm-hmm. um, versus like my husband has a very different way of recharging. Mm. Yeah. yeah. One of the things I found that really helps me with that of even scheduling it in. And if I don't schedule it in, it doesn't happen, mm-hmm. but it is um, some time in the morning to be still and it sometimes does incorporate a child. I just want to, I've been reading this book and I've been loving it. It's called um, Mom Heart Moments and it's mm. by Sally Clarkson. I love everything Sally Clarkson does. Her work is just mm-hmm. gold. I mm. think everyone would love all of her books. But this one I've loved because they're daily devotions for life-giving motherhood and they're short, mm. which has really helped me because during this season where I don't feel like I have a long time to give right now, Mm -hmm. but I have little snippets to give. Even if it means that a child comes in and joins me on my lap Mm -hmm. partway through, that's okay. And one of my kids even asked the other day, why do you do this every morning? Mm -hmm. And I said, well, it's important for my heart because it prepares my heart to be a good mom for you. Mm -hmm. Because if I just get up and get going and start doing things, then I'm not ready to be a nice person. Mm. I'm not ready to be a nice mom. I'm not ready to be a nice wife. So I have to slow down and get my heart in a place where it's prepared to love people well. Mm. And she said, well, that's sure helpful that I'm here with you then so you can start practicing. (laughs) I'm so so glad that your heart knows that I love having you with me, even Mm -hmm. if it's during my like brief moment. (laughs) It was so sweet. I said, yes, that is perfect practice for me. Yeah. (laughs) But what do you see as some of the thieves of peace stealers? Mine is definitely, um, I'm a planned person. So I like Mm -hmm. things, not necessarily moment by moment planned, but I know what we're doing today and tomorrow and then all of those Mm -hmm. things. So when that gets um, disrupted, it's really hard for me to um, change. And so um, having, even right now, like living in a situation where we don't fully have control of everything we're doing, Mm -hmm. um, 
having random things sprung on me or things that I just wasn't expecting, not having control. And that's really what it comes down to is just Mm -hmm. recognizing like, I do not control the situation. Um, and I need to accept that. And that's, I, that is what I'm learning helps, um, when I can recognize that I'm, I'm losing my control, that I can realize like, I don't, I'm not supposed Mm. to have control of this, you know, Mm. that, that I don't have peace because I'm not supposed to have control of this. And so accepting that and sort of just releasing it and letting Mm. that go, that this is how the day is going to go. And I can choose gratitude for the things that are happening that are good. Um, and I can choose uh, joy Mm. and choose peace in, in all of those things. Okay. Well, that's a perfect transition because I was actually (laughs) just thinking about how our focus really is what sets our tone. Mm -hmm. And so whether it's through like starting with time with a devotion book or in prayer or, um, something to get your heart and mind in the right place in the morning to a place Mm -hmm. of peace, it's really all perspective. So how do you keep your perspective in a place of joy and peace and, you know, truth and all of that through the day, especially in a time of such where there's just been so much turmoil mm. and even just in the day to day of mothering. Mm-hmm. I mean, how easy mm-hmm. is it to so quickly go to a place of like, I'm a failure <laughs> and I'm not doing anything right. And this child's, I don't know what I did to ruin this. I thought I was doing a good job yeah. and just so much self doubt that can yeah. creep in. Mm-hmm. So how do you help keep that perspective like where it should be, I guess? Yeah. For me, um, you know, I do have my own time in the morning, but I think halfway through the day or even three fourths through the day, I'll start to forget that I had that time. You know, it's been Mm, such a long day. You feel like one day's turned into 12 and you're like, but wait, that's not recharging me anymore. Um, gratefulness has been something in our most difficult seasons, just stopping and being grateful. Like, what do I have to be grateful for? My kids are healthy. Um, Mm -hmm. our marriage is doing well. Um, we have family, we have food. Um, my husband has a job. Mm. So things like that. And um, a phrase that always pops in my head is even if not. So like even if my kids are not healthy and my marriage is struggling and all of these things, um, as a Christian, I know that I have the hope of heaven. And so at the end Mm. of that, um, I believe that we have the hope of that at the very end, even if all of these things go horribly wrong, to remind myself that like we're all doing all of these things for a greater Mm. picture. Um, and that, um, this isn't just for today. Like I'm mm. living for a long-term picture rather than just for this moment. Um, so I think those are the mental things. I think physically, if I can just get outside and get some sunshine on my skin, some fresh air, even mm. if it just means that my kid's like running around <laughs> in the backyard and I can just feel the sun and hear the birds. Um, I think that nature just for me, it shows me that I'm just such a small point portion of everything going on mm-hmm. in the world and yeah. that um really what's happening when you know the baby spilled cheers everywhere and the kids are climbing everywhere and all these things like in the scheme of things like you know there is a creator that has created all of this and it just gives me that sense of peace that like this is just a small bit of of such a large picture you're mm-hmm. just a small piece in all of that so mm-hmm. that's that's i think the more tangible um thing that i know if i can just get myself outside mm-hmm. even if it's mm-hmm. just the front yard it's gonna help me regroup and find that peace. Yeah. I I really like that. I like your idea about the gratefulness too. Like, what Mm. do I have to be thankful for? There's Mm -hmm. so many things to be thankful for always. And it's a choice you can choose. Like, am I going to focus on the things I'm thankful for? 
There's that a movie. I don't know if you guys watched Pollyanna when you were kids. Mm-hmm. Um, oh my goodness! I know. Guys, you need to watch Pollyanna. Uh, it's an old. There's an old Disney movie of it, um, and I know there's a book too. But I watched the movie. But she plays this game called the Glad Game, mm-hmm. where she always tries to find. There's always got to be something glad that you can be glad about, mm-hmm. and it is. It's it's a choice, mm-hmm. and I think that it doesn't mean that you're ignoring the negative things mm-hmm. or giving less. Um, like value or weight to them, right. mm-hmm. but just putting it in perspective. It's, right. it's all the lens that you see it through. Mm-hmm. And I think that when we, even, even a moment of, you know, discipline challenges, rather than saying, you know, ah, oh, this is so challenging mm-hmm. to say either, I'm so thankful that I have this moment to slow down and be your mom and train you because mm-hmm. that's my job. Yeah. yeah. Or to say, I know my mom used to say that she would pray that we would get caught mm. when we were doing things to, to say, you know what, rather than being so shocked that mm. this child did whatever they did to say, I'm so thankful that it was here mm-hmm. or that I found out about it mm. so that I can address it yeah. and, and be the parent. Mm-hmm. And that's just such a different it's all, it's all perspective. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah definitely. What, what do you think, Steph? I th- feel like, um, the thing that just came to mind was like an example in a similar idea of like the practical, like where there's so many times that practically in your day-to-day life that things are kind of chaotic and they're not going the way that you think. So for me, like an example of that would be my, um, my oldest, really struggles with nightmares like Mm -hmm. it's really really bad and um just thinking my natural response right when he comes into bed at one o'clock in the morning I'm so tired is to be like okay I love you go back to bed and just after days and days and days of them that's not I'm I would be missing out on the opportunity to love him and to train him well. And so instead we take the time together to say, you know what? I've struggled with fear in my life before, but mm. I can tell you about something that can totally defeat all of that fear. And let me tell you all about it. And we take the time for us um, to go over scripture together and to pray together and to like, you know, refocus his mind and his heart on those things, whatever is true, whatever is noble, those things, that's where our focus is. And um, just intentionally spending that time instead of saying, you know what, I'm too tired. Like you need to just go back to bed and it'll all be better. And just thinking like, you know, for me, this is a chance to train him as to say, you don't have to live in fear. Like fearful things will come up, but it doesn't have to be where your perspective stays. So mm-hmm. you can see that there's something on the other side of this. And um, for our family, um, we decided around um, New Year's a couple of years ago to make a gratefulness jar. And oh, every so cool. time that we came up with something that we felt like we could be grateful for, we threw it in the jar. And at the end of the year, we went back through and said, do you remember? Do you remember when we did? And it was like something that we all looked forward to. And it actually cultivated thankfulness and gratefulness in our house. And um, I just think like those kinds of things um, just totally set the tone and the mood like that thermostat. And then um, for me, when I'm feeling like you were saying, like I have my morning time, but when that is kind of wearing off, like for me, just 
singing music in my house Mm -hmm. um, is like one of those things that just totally lifts me from where I was to where like I want to be. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You mentioned that there's that verse in the Bible that talks about, Mm -hmm. I kind of think like whatever is, yeah, and it goes through the things and it talks about whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable. If anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such Mm. things. And if we're thinking on those things and filling our minds and hearts with those things, Mm. then it's almost like there's not room for the other things. Mm -hmm. And when I realize sometimes that my mind is spinning and I see it in different ways, Mm. like I see it in me when I start getting really nitpicky about things, Mm -hmm. like I'll start (laughs) getting really nitpicky with my kids Mm. or with my husband or even about our home Mm. and just like, okay, everything needs to be picked up and everything needs to be clean and in its space right now. But that external thing that's happening is really just a reflection of what's going on in my heart Mm. and having to slow down to say, okay, what is it that I've been thinking on? Mm-hmm. And, um, I don't know, that might be kind of an interesting way to go about a resolution of peace is even thinking maybe each month I focus on a different one, focusing on whatever is true. Mm. And then one month focusing on whatever is noble mm. and then whatever is right for a month yeah. or something like that. Yeah. Just mm-hmm. as a moment, what, what am I filling myself with? How right. am I seeing, what lenses am I seeing through? Yeah. Mm. So, um, Another thing I was kind of thinking about with this topic is that we don't have power over so much. And I Mm -hmm. think that's one of the things, the lack of control Mm -hmm. that's you were talking about, Alicia. I think that that's where a lot of the lack of peace stirs from is we have such this, we have such a false sense of control Mm -hmm. that we think, I mean, if ever there was a year to realize we didn't have control, (laughs) like this was the year. Yes. Yes. Goodness gracious, so many things Mm. that we just don't have any control over. And realizing, once we realize that, I think there's kind of freedom in that. Yes. Don't you? Yeah. That we don't have to be able to do everything. So what do you think are some of the tangible tools that we can use um, to kind of keep our peace in place? Mm. I know you mentioned um, going outside. Mm -hmm. And I think that definitely is one too. One mm. of the things that we do is, or that I do is we have a quiet time every afternoon. Mm-hmm. And even my kids who are older, and we did this some growing up too. It's when we did our reading on our own mm-hmm. and we would read by ourselves in our room, whatever our book was for that time. And it's funny. It never even dawned on me when I was a child and I was doing my independent reading in my room that that was a time for my mom to have any space. (laughs) Like I wasn't thinking about her. I was just thinking about what I was doing. But that's something for me that during that like halfway point in the day or three fourths of the way really helps to recharge me. And it has to be practiced. Like my kids have to learn how do we have a quiet time? What do we do? And for ours, we give them either a book that they can pick, you know, a book or mm-hmm. something to do for our younger ones. They have like a maze book or a dot to dot book or books that they can look at or um, even a book on tape that they could listen to. Mm. And that's worked really well mm-hmm. and just really helped me keep me in a place of peace. Yeah. So what about you? What protective spaces have you put up that kind of help guard you mm. or, or help lead you in that way? Why, like, I do do a quiet time every morning. And, like, I think that that really helps to make sure that, like, I'm starting out the day. So what does that that mean for you, a quiet time? So for me, 
personally, that means like having time with my Bible and then having time with like a candle and a cup of coffee. And those are mine. <laughs> okay, tell about your candle yeah. tool because your candle yes. serves a purpose aside yes. from just being beautiful. Yeah, so I have a candle on the table. My boys have always been early risers. I mean, and I'm an early riser too, but I don't think anyone can ever beat them. Um, and so I feel like I set my alarm around 6 or 6.30 and I wake up and my boys are now old enough that they um, will we have like a little tool in their room to tell them when they are allowed to, to go ahead and come on out for the day. Cause if, like I said, when they wake up, they would be up way too early for the rest of the household. So they have a tool to help them. But before we had that tool, it was really helpful to have the candle and the candle would essentially sit on the table. And the boys knew that if it was lit, it meant that it was my quiet time. Mm -hmm. And that that meant that they were allowed to also come out and participate if they could be quiet but it, you know, and so they would go and get like a coloring book and crayons and they would color at the table. And for two extremely busy, loud boys, they were very like calm and mm. quiet in that moment. Mm. And um, for my, my little one who's more introverted, I think it was really great time for him. For my extroverted one, he could see that it was, there was joy just even in sitting with people. Mm -hmm. It didn't always have to be busy, big activity. Another thing for me is I love walking. Um, and like I put on a podcast and I just go for a walk around my neighborhood for, you know, 30 minutes or 40 minutes. So maybe I'll do that in the morning. Um, my husband happens to be at home right now, so it works out okay. But it's like, you know, you can kind of come up with maybe times to do that just to reset and recharge in a way that's not my brain having to necessarily enact it, but it's what's being put in that way. Yeah. for me to just enjoy to sit in yeah I love that candle idea that's so great, Isn't that great? <laughs> yeah I love yeah. that well and Alicia you talked about purposefully choosing peace mm. like that you guys kind of had a point where you said okay we're gonna make this a thing yeah. what advice would you give for a mom who said I really want to choose peace this year in a new way mm. in our home yeah. like what hope would you give to her I think like what you're talking about the lens it's it's all of this is going on and it's so easy for us to get our minds on the chaos and the, this is happening and that's happening. But to really see where is that moment, if it means you need to wake up a little earlier, you go to bed a little later. And also I think we, we have these phones that are on our, in our hands all mm -hmm. the time. And am I just choosing in those, maybe I only get 10 minutes, but maybe in those 10 minutes, am I choosing to just go scroll on my phone or am I doing something that's going to recharge me? And so I think it's just, it really is just how we're framing our minds, what we're thinking on, um, are we, are we taking those minutes to do something, whether it's nature or uh, reading or um, listening to music? For me, it's actually quiet. Like if I get a chance to even just go to the grocery store, like there's no music on at all. I'm just like, oh, like I just have silence. Um, so I think deciding like what that is for you and seeking mm -hmm. it out, like, you know, the quiet time, like your kids having a quiet time, like it's not just going to happen. Like it's not going to happen for any of us. Like you have to choose like, this is now quiet time. And I think your kids need to know too, like mommy needs this quiet time. Like mm -hmm. you guys, you know, I love you, but I need like just a minute. And yeah. and so that way when they're older too, that they get to realize like that it's okay for yes. me to need my piece. So I was yes. thinking that for older kids too, that that's also training them. Yeah. Like your junior hires or high schoolers, like that's training them to be a healthy adult. Right. right. Yeah. Yeah. To find Absolutely. a space and a time yeah. and like a way of recharging, mm -hmm. you know? And, um, I think that that's really important. Yeah. So no, that's a really good thought, Alicia. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
Well, and I think what you were saying too about like seeking after it, Mm -hmm. that no one's going to do it for us. No. No one else is going to say. In fact, our automatic response will be to go to the other side of things. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. Our automatic response, at least for me, has been fear and worry before I decided Mm. like my response is going to be to choose peace. Mm -hmm. So, and to set it up as like, this is a place of peace. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Well, thank you guys so much. I know that this has been a crazy year and I think there's (laughs) no, no better way to wrap up a year than focusing on going in in a new refreshed way in the year to come. Mm -hmm. So I know that that will be an encouragement to some moms and I just so appreciate you being here. So um, if someone wants to find you or follow you somewhere, Alicia, where can they, where can they look for you? Um, The best place is probably on Instagram. It's simply underscore Alicia on Instagram. Perfect. Mm -hmm. And follow along with what you've got going on there. All right. Well, thank you guys so much again. (laughs) I really appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks. If you've joined me in this space for much time at all, you've probably realized that our conversations do not focus on the madness happening in the world around us. Though I may not call attention to current events and discuss politics, it isn't because it hasn't affected me or my family. Trust me, living in Southern California as a Christian woman and a wife of a husband in law enforcement, going through a pregnancy and birth during months of quarantine all while trying to protect the hearts and minds of my four children, it has been anything but an easy year. If you have experienced deep emotional burdens, if you've had to fight off depression in your home, if you've cried over the worldview differences of those you deeply care for, if you've had financial stress, I'm right there with you. After all the turmoil and tragedy of the last year, our hearts and our families are wounded and scarred. And while we may not be able to change the craziness of the world around us, we can directly impact what happens within the walls of our home. We can choose to create an atmosphere of peace, hope, and joy for our family. Our New Year's resolutions should look quite different this year. I believe that the most meaningful resolutions we can make are those that bring peace, comfort, and healing in our home. Your New Year's resolutions of peace starts by remembering God's word and his promises that in this world, we will have trouble, but we can have a peace that surpasses all understanding because we know that he has overcome the world. Hold on to that truth. Thank you for joining us today. Be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts so you don't miss any of our weekly conversations and check out our show notes below where I have links to the resources mentioned on the podcast. I release a new podcast every Monday and additional content at seekholyliving.com, including a video of this conversation and a deeper dive into all things mom. Also, be sure to follow me on Instagram and Facebook at Seek Holy Living for more fun and conversation. If this was an encouragement to you, please share it with your friends. And join us next week as we kick off a brand new year 